welcome back for another episode of Clean Tech Talk, where we at Clean Technica interview clean tech leaders from around the world. With topics ranging from electric cars to climate change communication, you can listen to our full podcast series by visiting our website at cleantechnica.com. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Clean Tech Talk. Uh, this is Scott Cooney, uh, founder of Clean Technica. Today I'm here with Stefano Benatti. He is the CEO of Energica USA and a, just an all-around awesome dude. And, <laughs> Thank you, Scott. And, and, I, and I say that for so many reasons, but not, not the least of which is that Energica was nice enough to bring me to Italy to ride your ridiculously awesome electric <laughs> motorcycles in one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in the entire world, the Dolomite Mountains in northern Italy. Well, thank you, Scott, and hi, everybody. It's a pleasure that you are here. I mean, we started to be, in, we were in contact first time, like, as I said, four years ago, and so it's great that finally we do things like, uh, let's say, like Italians do, you know, it's a family issue. We were in contact since, yeah, a few years ago. We talked about motorcycle in Hawaii for your friends and, your motorcycle gang there, so why not? At the end, we met in April 11 in the yeah, in, in New York, York. Yeah. and when we had this opportunity of you know iconic test ride, a press media event on the Dolomite, we call Scott. That's that's how it works. I, it's great. Life is beautiful <laughs> when, when, <laughs> when it all comes full circle that way, and 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 things line up for you. You you just you don't say no to a trip to Italy to ride in the Dolomites. So God, it's a it's a pleasure <laughs> that you are here. Literally, Thank you, we really appreciate that you gave us the opportunity to you know talk about our bike. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for your visit. It's it's beautiful. Well, so so it's uh, our our history is awesome. So I four years ago wrote a request for proposal for a group in Hawaii, where I my thought with sustainability is always that it's been a very feminine topic. It's always been organic foods and wellness and like you know trying to eliminate chemicals in the household and 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 men- if you're to look at this from a traditional point of view, it's it's. I think a lot of people would assign to it a, a bit of a feminine, Mother Earth kind of frame of mind. I've always looked at sustainability as something that didn't have to be that way. It, it could be super manly. It could be super. I agree, in full. Yeah, it could be. It could be something that that but, you know the manliest of men who want to beat their chest and like. Yeah, yeah. Can can take a part in. Let me explain this because sometimes I. I agree with what you said, I understand. Let me try to expand. Sometimes I heard some other, let's say, vendors or concepts like, oh, you know, electric would be useful to attract minorities, to help females riding bikes. I don't understand why a female, should, why a lady should ride electric and not gasoline. What, what, sure, what, what's the difference? Why? Yeah. It's just a motorcycle. Yep. And honestly, we are just a motorcycle manufacturer we try to do the best bike we can right but we i mean we don't care if you are white black mexican new yorker female male female male whatever it doesn't just don't care we are all here because we share the same passion and we are all here from different angles of the world sharing the same passion for motorcycle yes no matter if it's electric or not right so let's be honest 
being electric we believe in because we believe in let's say trying to do something good for the for the planet we is a strong statement a strong commitment we believe in but let's be real no one of our customers ever purchase a bike because it's green right you buy our bike because is what you you see yourself in that bike you see yourself in that combination of technology performance uh, uh, quality and sexy yeah otherwise you just don't buy a motorcycle i mean right. um, this is why you're right and there is no there is no rational reason to be exposed to environment to weather condition to be sometimes in danger and sometimes to feel pain there's no actual reason to do it if not passion this yeah. is what we live for and you know here we try to i mean it's one of the best road ever and using the performance of our bike this is why it's a perfect combination and here we go yeah it's a it's a tremendous piece of technology that you guys have and i like the fact that you don't necessarily lead with the green aspect of it it's sort of just part of it you know the future is electric we all know 100%. but it says not to be boring and yes. so we are <laughs> committed to try to be let's say to provide you with a real motorcycle yes and it has green fine but it has to be fast yes otherwise it doesn't make sense yes 100 percent. and so as Stefano and I met the first time because I wrote this re request for proposal. I had a group of guys in Hawaii and we were trying to prove that you can care about the planet and be masculine at the same time by forming an electric motorcycle gang in Hawaii. And we had people who worked in solar and geothermal and energy efficiency and all the spaces in, in clean tech. And there, I, there, were, there were like 15 or 20 of us and we were all really interested in motorcycles. And I put this RFP on Clean Technica, and we got a, a number of responses. And the most interesting one, of course, came from you guys, which at the time I looked at your bikes and I was like, holy crap, these are beautiful, amazing racing bikes. And we talked for a little while back then, yeah. never, never like fully made the transition into like, okay, Fun. let's get the gang going or whatever. So it was kind of cool and exploratory. And then before I knew it, Energica has this other event in New York in 2022 for right around Earth Day. And uh, Ideanomics has invested in Energica, and yeah. you guys wanted to have this yeah. big NASDAQ day, so I get invited. And there you are. And we meet face-to-face -face yeah. for the first time yeah. after four years of talking on email Correct. and that sort of thing. It's kind of a beautiful story, and I really love it. But look, what you did is perfectly matching most of the stories and interaction that I have with our U.S. customer. Interesting. You know, right now we are, let's say, we are early stage company. We are not anymore a startup, but I still believe that it's important for us to have a direct connection with each one of our customers. We, we do the follow-up and the first, at least the first screening with all the buyers of an Energica bike in the United States. Uh, I truly believe in this because I have to understand which is your feedback for the bike because I have to provide this, I mean, I have to provide the information to our technical department and whether they, be, they can design a better bike that perfectly matches the, the market needs first. And then also, all our customers are matching the profile description that I mean, the buyer persona profile you describe. All our customers have mostly um, have three common factors. They are technology believer first. And like you said, maybe they work in uh, yeah, clean energy, electric mobility, why not? But you are proudly early adopter. You are not scared of being riding something that is different 
you are happy of you, know, you are different and this is exactly why you like our bike we like being and a little then, different of course most of the time you already ride electric cars right usually you are already somehow electrified maybe you have solar panels something like that <laughs> and yes I feel like you're reading my mind at this point, and I, and I feel like you know me better than I've even told you. So well, you know, we sold we sold a few bikes. So even if I'm just a dude, I was able to step by step do my statistics. You know, and uh, I can. Well, at the end, um, all of you are good motorcycle riders because there is our bikes right now. At least the existing lineup is not designed probably for a young kid who has just got his driver license, motorcycle license for the first time. The, sure. The bike is a little bit too much for uh, for the very first bike. You, it's not you a starter own. bike, yeah. So this is why, yeah, these are the three common factors. I mean, technology believer, already electrified or electric friendly, and uh, motorcycle experience. Yeah, and enthusiastic for, for two-wheeled riding, Correct. for sure. Yes. Well, great. So you're, you're focused a lot on the United States market, of yeah, course, right? Yeah. So you're CEO of Energica USA. In the presentation you guys gave today, you mentioned that California is a, a big part of the market in the United States, yeah. probably about half of all sales. 40%. Sorry, 40%. 40%. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. How, much are, how important are the incentives that these states have? Yeah. How important, where else are you seeing sales? What's, what else is hot? What is driving those sales in the United States? So definitely the say the electric motorcycle opportunity in America is pretty solid because you know that the electric adoption, I know that might sound weird, but America is behind Europe. In Europe, you know, the distances are smaller. There are yep. more charging stations in per square feet, let's say. And so yeah, the due to the fact that the network is better, there are also more electric cars. In America, of course, Tesla is a reality, but we are still talking about 1%, 2%. Yeah. I mean, something that is solid is a reality, but is not, uh, yeah, mass. It means that in America right now, that of course, the electric wave is coming, there is uh, a bigger opportunity because there is more to do. And uh, it's great for us, we believe in, and we are trying to, you know, offer the best product we have. Speaking about the incentives is a little bit of a bummer because we all know we are living a we are living a difficult time from the economic standpoint for multiple reasons that we are already familiar with, so the bio details. But shortly they remove the federal incentives right now. Technically nowadays the 2,500 tax credit is not available anymore. Mm. It's a bummer. California is still supporting pretty well with uh, let's say two program equal to $750 per, per each. So let's say that a buyer in California can take advantage of a discount totally equal to, let's say, 1,500 kind of, but it's just for California. The Oregon has like something like $700. Okay. Then there are other states that they have something, but yeah, the big, the big incentives of 2,500 from Fed is not available. Okay. Sometimes it is sometimes a bummer because consider that if you have an electric car, I mean, if you buy an electric car, you can literally have right now a solid portion of the incentives equal to 7,500. Yeah. It is literally solid. It's a good no? chunk. Yeah. And for motorcycle, if you are just in Idaho, hard to understand. Yeah. Mostly because from the pollution standpoint, yeah, we, we discussed about you know something that has to be good for the planet. 
from the yeah from the pollution standpoint you can see that gasoline bike makes 12 times more pollution than what a car does in proportion i mean um, the pollution generated by an electric cars is 12 times less than a gasoline car so it's quite sad that even if we know that gasoline bike sorry that motorcycle in general are just like a small portion of the mobility because most of mobility is cars and trucks at the end the amount of pollution that we can make is pretty solid yeah and it will be if the legislator want to do something good for the planet let's say it might be let's say relatively easy to try to promote electric also for two wheels because at the end the advantage that we have at least for the co2 emission pretty interesting yeah for and, sure and you know is where it is there, yeah. are, there are right now several budget constraints you know it's not an easy time and yeah we have to cut something we were unlucky yeah hopefully they will come back soon hopefully it'll come back soon how important are those incentives to sales i mean when you look at it there's a lot of motorcycles that are in the thirty thousand dollar range yeah. your guys bikes are in the 20 and yeah. to twenty five thousand dollar range yeah, how big is a seven hundred fifty dollar incentive versus a twenty five hundred dollar incentive? Like, I have it's, to say it's that at the most ten percent of the total cost of the bike. It's it's something, yeah, but it's, it's not. It is something, but at the end, uh, will it stop us in sales? No. Slow uh, it down. Of course, a it bit. can slow it down. Yes, yeah. I could have probably few extra units, but I don't think that it will affect the trend of sales dramatically. Okay. You know, when you buy a bike that is between 22,000, 24,000, even if you have $750 of discount or not, this is not a problem. Yeah. If is this a problem, yeah. you probably postpone the purchase of the bike in sure. school. Yeah. So again, this is why I'm saying, yes, it might help, but it doesn't probably change the sales result as a gross number. So it's different if we, com if we look at the combined effect. I mean, one, for example, in California, 1,500 from state, I mean, split in two programs, plus 2,500, we are talking about 4,000. You know, 4,000 on a total of 22,000, hey, it's almost 20%. Now you're talking real money. 20% sure. uh, start to be something. Yep. But otherwise... So yeah, so the, I mean, a, a, a 10 to 20% incentive is, is something, and it yeah. certainly will help sales. I think what helps sales more than anything else is getting people on your bikes. That's true. And uh, this is why we discussed before about how I dynamics out. Definitely I dynamics out for in several ways, but let me just say a few key points. Definitely it's very interesting for us to be able to transfer our technology to our companies in their let's say under their umbrella. We learn a lot of things during these ten years and uh, pretty happy of uh, say apply this technology or help other companies to do the electrification process and you know from different different segments so it can be agriculture airplane uh, small mobility it's, it's just we're happy to do and this is why we do an educational side economics has helped us a lot in the procurement in the supply chain because when you buy items like a single manufacturer motorcycle you buy x volume when you buy as a group of companies, 
you buy a different volume, you have a different leverage, maybe you can access to different technology yes. that can make our motorcycle better. Yeah. And so it's a great opportunity for that. And then, of course, Adenomics help us a lot for the floor plan. That is a tool that is necessary for the B2B in America. I mean, if I want to have more bikes for test ride at the dealers, I need inventory at the dealers. Yeah. The problem is that, you know, when you have 28 dealers, like our network right now in America, 28 dealers, if I have three, four bikes per pop, it's like, hey, four bikes per, just do a gross number of 30, it's 120 bikes, but, uh, you know, for a, before we were a startup, it's tough to do that commitment of just for at consignment motorcycle. Yeah. We have to stay focused on the R&D, on the production. Yeah. It's hard to do a commitment for 120 bikes just for a consignment. I don't know if fix the issue in providing us with an in-house floor plan. And so right now we have the power of, you know, when we find a deer that matches our requirement, we can offer the floor plan to our investor. And so it's an in-house solution that can give us also extra flexibility is also another value for the dealer because the dealer is not, let's say, torched by a contract with a bank or a financial institution that, oh, no, 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 this is the end of the, you know, the, the floor plan, you have to pay this and that, there is this investment. And we can manage, we can manage in a more commercial and, uh, let's say, human to human, uh, or let's say, we can manage the situation in a motorcycle way how we do yeah, in our world. And uh, this is why right now, finally, that we have bikes coming. We took action during this uh, sh shortage of component the time, during the cloud shipping port emergency. And now, finally, we have a wave of bikes coming. And uh, most of our dealers are receiving already demo bikes right now. Awesome. And uh, yeah, we start, of course, you know, with one or two bikes per, per, per place. But it's already happening. It's happening right now that most of our dealers have bikes for test ride. And technically speaking, three bikes are on the way towards Hawaii. There are two Evo Plus RS <laughs> and one Eva Rebel. So I listen to you. Thank you. They are already on the way. So, you know, John Chu, the owner of E-Bikes e Hawaii, Hawaii yep. has already fantastic guy who it's a pleasure to, to be represented from them and yeah we have already three bikes gone. so awesome. you know thanks to the combination of uh, finding the right partner there and the tools of dynamics this you know this pattern these things will happen nationwide and once we can offer the the energetic experience to more people, we really believe that it's the right way to increase the adoption of electronics. Oh, for sure, for sure. And uh, I'm looking through your list of uh, dealers that you have here, and it's yeah. obviously grown quite a bit uh, yeah. in the United yeah. States. Yeah. And the, you mentioned the investment Ideanomics made, um, that the event in New York, I, I yeah. interviewed Alf and Livia yeah. about you know Ideanomics and Energica Inside and the Correct. technology and all that kind of stuff. For you, this must be exceptionally exciting that like oh, all the these new plan. dealers. Yeah. To begin, I was not in a position to, you know, to make this happen because yeah. they say, "Oh, go there and you have to sell the bikes." How? Yeah. You know, in America, <laughs> if you don't have the floor plan, nobody buys for a bike that stay on the dealer floor. Plan. Sure. 
sure. you, I mean, and when you go, this is fact in general, not just because motorcycle is bad, I mean, a bad industry. When you go to a, like, you know, car industry dealer, a car dealer, maybe they have 100 car on the floor. They don't pay for them. They have, a, they have maybe a floor plan program provided by West Fargo that right. does this. But in the motorcycle industry, you know, there are big guys that maybe they have Audi finance or BMW finance or other big, you know, financing institution because they are gasoline manufacturer that they are delivering bikes for 40 years and they are already established. For a young player like us, it was a massive barrier. So yeah. that you cannot, you can, I mean, you cannot make it happen. And selling directly is something that, can we sell directly? Technically, it's possible. You can. But what about the assistance? Yeah. What about a person in Hawaii needed for just yeah. a mirror? Just yes. simple stuff. Yes. You know, let's, let's not talk about dangerous situation, but if you want a new fairing or something, yeah. you need whatever warranty repair or just service because you, you have no time to do your own service, yeah. you, you need to have dealers in there. You have and to. And also, if I sell directly, it means that you have to deal with the DMV directly. It's not for everybody, we know. It's, yeah. I mean, it's doable, but definitely it's not fun. Yeah. And having a dealer fixing the documents for customer is definitely an asset. Yeah. So you're, you've got 11 dealer locations now. You're looking at 25 in the United States by the end Absolutely. of the summer, which, yeah. is, which is great. That's great expansion. Yeah. And, I, and from a personal perspective, I will say that once I've been on your bikes, it's really hard to not think about them, dream about them when I go to sleep, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the ride in my mind, you know, it's, it's, it's an incredible experience. It is hands down the nicest motorcycle I've ever ridden, Thanks. pretty much all of your models, Thanks. so I'll, I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> so two, two hardball questions for you here at the end of the interview. One, which one is your favorite of all the bikes that you guys have? I have to do a disclaimer first, you know. You whoa, are the lucky whoa, one. Whoa, 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 You're not going to tell me you don't ride motorcycles. No, I ride it, but... Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you are the lucky one who rode the Xperia, the Xperia before than me. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I can express my, my opinion, but just in the current lineup, because, you know, I went to... I came to Italy two, two weeks ago, and, you know, the company was focused on preparing this press event for King Scott, and no bike for you, Stefan. I'm sorry. So let's say that priorities, man. I mean, the press, I do, the I press do gets my, the bikes. I do my commuting with the Niva Ribelle RS. This okay. is what I like it. Amazing I agree with bicycle. you. It's the perfect combination of power, but I'm not riding in a too committed uh, riding position. That uh, pers it's not my cup of tea because yep. I'm not a track day guy. So the Niva Ribelle RS is perfect personally my choice because I prefer a little bit of extra power compared with SS9 but you know there are different bikes because we are all different and yeah. everybody has their own preferences so this is my favorite but again I, have, I still have to try the experience so who knows maybe there will be an, maybe I change my mind soon. Fair, fair enough so I will say that that's also my favorite as of today because I rode that one this morning in the Dolomites and these hairpin turns were unbelievable on the RS, the Eva Rebellion RS was, it was, it was incredible. I mean, I, it's, I, I was giggling inside my helmet. I was, I was, I was so happy. The, the day was so beautiful. I mean, it basically looks like Yosemite here. It is so, so astounding. So anyway, I, I agree with you. I also love the SS9. I think it's a, it's a fantastic bike.
Second hardball question for you is when are we going to do a road trip in the United States and do a video uh, tour of it for all of all of the readers and where would you like to go? So, so I will come to San Francisco, we'll meet up, we'll get some other journalists and uh, all of us can take these Xperia bikes and go somewhere. Where would we go? Oh, well, well, that's, that's a tough one because we have several... I told you, hardball questions. I mean, I have to say that our customers, it looks that they are pretty obsessed with the coast-to-coast -coast trip. Uh, no, we cannot do a coast-to-coast -coast trip because with an with electric bike, consider that our, our customer, the, the, I mean, the one who did the, the ride from Jacksonville until San Diego took 68 hours and you sleep only at the charging station. 40 minutes, 50 minutes max. So it's a. I'm not. It's not a, no. a pleasure experience. No, let's not do that. <laughs> but, uh, you know. And, and nobody's going to watch us for 68 hours. <laughs> you know, so. Trust me. Were, the guys were sharing the position on the map, and so many people were looking at and Amazing. doing the access to look at this. And, and there were also guys from other vendors looking at and after that other guys with the zero they were trying to beat it and of course our guy replied it was literally <laughs> inspiring to see how crazy the motorcycle community can be That's even if we are electric it doesn't mean that we are easy <laughs> so you know and or soft and it was just speaking with what you said before no 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 they are literally genuine motorcycle guys and the craziness is exactly what we are yeah, sharing all together. So, well, if you come to San Francisco and we do the ride from there, probably would be, well, let's go to Alice's restaurant. Uh, we, we ride in the woodside, a great topic, a great classic. Maybe during the way back, Marine Headland, that mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, you see San Francisco from the other side of the Golden Gate. You, you, you take the usual picture uh, with, yeah, San Francisco in the background. If there is no fog you know san francisco is a difficult place for that indeed and <laughs> and then more or less sounds like a pretty solid ride for the traditional motorcycle community there but there are plenty of options in california you know can be high crest or uh, highway LA, one highway one uh, who knows the way definitely right now we have also several people asking for having a test ride on the east coast so we will do our best in order to show the vehicles and hopefully our dealers also will cooperate because right now with several ideas that they will receive our bike, we can also use them as a hub in order to accommodate the, the needs of most of them. So why not having a test ride in Hawaii? Why not? We, hey, we, it's a very picturesque place, I will say. Right. There will be oh, some beautiful photos. Awesome. Absolutely. Some beautiful photos that will Absolutely. come of that. Absolutely. And, you know, it's also gorgeous to have different expertise, different bikes, a different kind of environment. Sounds like a plan. You're welcome in Hawaii anytime, Stefan. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for your time today. Anything else you want to like close with? Any no. any closing thoughts? Thank you once again for visiting us. Oh. Can't wait to see, let's say, the article, to listen to the podcast. And thank you. Thank you again. Thanks to all your audience. Thank you. Thank it's you. been a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Clean Tech Talk. Join us next time to get your electric fix.
If you would like to sponsor our podcast, send us an email at accounts at cleantechnica.com. That's A-C-C-O-U-N-T-S at cleantechnica.com. Thanks. Thank you.